0: Hello, and welcome to Raw Fork Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Marina Booksov, or just Dr. Book for short. I'm a community pharmacist and an herbalist dedicated to serving my clients in the best way that I know how. I'm bringing you this podcast to share with you like-minded pharmacists and herbalists that want to work alongside each other and share similar visions for patient care. Please enjoy the show. Hi everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Raw Fork Podcast. It feels strange to go about daily life and do business as usual right now in light of everything that's happening. I've personally never liked to get too involved in politics because nothing good ever seems to come out of that it's so often full of drama and negativity but more and more i'm realizing that each of us has a responsibility for change to happen on a mass scale individual action while good is not enough for our planet and our livelihoods we must have clear voices and take organized actions for our beliefs i want to read a post that i wrote for instagram this week at raw fork the time is now Each of us is here to make a difference. The sacred Jewish text, the Talmud, says, If I am not for myself, who will be for me? If I am only for myself, what am I? And if not now, when? There is no future and no past. The right time will never come. The time is now. Speak out, share your truth, and shine your light. Stand for something or fall for everything. There are no sides and only one truth that matters. We are all in this together and we are one. Don't live for the afterlife. Take care of this life that you have right now and all the other life forms that are creations of the divine. With that, I invite you to banish injustice and intolerance and welcome in empathy and love. Okay, so with that heavy intro out of the way, I am super excited to introduce to you the real-life wonder woman, Dr. Christine Manukin. She's a mom of two, a functional medicine pharmacist, a lifestyle entrepreneur, and a bodybuilding athlete, as well as a marathon runner. Christine was born and raised in Armenia and immigrated to the US when she was 16. After completing her doctor of pharmacy degree in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, she decided to do a residency program in Columbus, Ohio, and now she resides in California. She ultimately made the decision and partnered with a multi-billion dollar health and wellness company to help transform her life. With that, she found her passion in healing her body with a nutritional and fitness approach and functional medicine. She also launched her own online functional medicine practice and became an expert teaching others how to earn residual income. During her health transformation journey, she not only lost over 100 pounds, but also started competing in multiple bikini bodybuilding fitness shows and running marathons she really is the real life wonder woman welcome and enjoy the show hi and welcome to the rough work
1: podcast i have with me today dr christine manukin she's a pharmacist and entrepreneur and i'm so excited for you to be on the show welcome
2: thank you for having me thank you so much what an honor to be on this podcast
1: Yes. so first of all, why don't you just give us a brief intro about yourself and your background, where you grew up, and how you came to pharmacy.
2: Well, I was born and raised in Yerevan, Armenia, and I came to the United States when I was 16 years old. Uh, My family just immigrated here for better lifestyle and freedom yet to know, like I didn't know what to expect coming into a country I didn't speak the language and I had no friends. So it was a little bit stressful growing up with having like low self-esteem, just trying to fit in, which was a little bit hard. Um, especially somebody like me that have always been like overweight, I'm 5'11", so I'm, I always stood out. Um, so it's kind of hard to fit in. Um, and I've been living in California as soon as we came to the U- U.S. Um, I've been working in retail pharmacy during high school. That's when I kind of like wanted to step into like something with medicine related. Uh, I just didn't know what to expect. Um, so I did some like internship, free hours, and then I got my first technician job. Um, and then from there on, pursued a doctor of pharmacy degree from uh, Nova Southeastern University in Lauderdale, Florida. And that was not enough, so I decided to commit to two-year residency after that, um, trying to find my passion and purpose. Um, I know leadership was something that I was always like passionate about. Um, So I did my two-year admin residency at Ohio State, and since then, I've been back to California again and working as a clinical pharmacist at a hospital here in Beverly Hills, and been doing that since graduation, so practicing over 13 years now.
1: Wow, what an amazing (laughs) journey. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So tell me about how you then transitioned from all of your experiences into kind of wanting to do something for yourself and develop Mm -hmm. your own entrepreneurship and business?
2: Yeah, so as I was stepping into entrepreneurship role, um, I knew I had to do something for myself because I was, you know, in a hospital setting, I was in management, so always like managing people, but I had a very high stressful job. And uh, my husband is a pharmacist as well, also in management, so imagine having, two little kids in diapers, and both having like long days at work, very stressful. So my life was just becoming more and more miserable. I was extremely exhausted at all time. I was not a mom that was always present around their kids. I had no energy to play with them when I was getting home. And I was kind of praying for someone to save my life. Uh, My health was declining. Um, And actually my doctor told me if I continue like this, I will have a heart attack by the time I turn 40. So that news was given to me in my 35th, you know, checkup when I was turning 35. And I did not receive that. I didn't want to take any medications to, you know, lower my cholesterol um, or lose weight, which was a huge deal. So I actually reached out to a good friend of mine to help me change my life and heal my body with like herbals and holistic health. Um, And since then I've like lost over hundred pounds. Um, Not only that, but my health entirely has transformed, which is huge component because there's a lot of people who can lose weight, but they're still feeling miserable because their body is depleted. You know, um, my energy was like off the roof. Um, I even challenged myself to start competing I got into a little bit of bodybuilding and endurance training. So a lot has changed when I said yes to myself. And that's when I really found this passion of helping more people reaching their goals um, With when it comes to like saying yes to themselves, and also having those leadership skills to coach them and also help them earn income as they're doing that too. So it was everything kind of combining, It took, it was an evolution. It didn't happen overnight. I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) This was like five years ago, but um, it took time and I was very patient. Um, I had to respect the time um, that I'm investing in this, learning like this entire new world of holistic health and entrepreneurship. So I was really um, taking the time and just not comparing myself to other people that have gone before me, but I was actually being inspired by them. So um, that was kind of like a summary of how I stepped into functional medicine and entrepreneurship world.
0: Wow.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> so first you invested like how many years, about eight years into yeah. pharmacy and Last pharmacy. two
2: years of residency. So that's yeah. a decade and yeah. a lot of money.
1: <laughs> right.
2: Mm-hmm. and
1: then you now have to learn this whole like you said new field because functional medicine focuses on the root cause of disease and it, they don't really function as conventional medicine so it's a whole new approach and a whole new skill set but so that's very admirable that you just you know still felt dissatisfied and you still had the energy to continue and follow your dreams and passions so that's yeah. really admirable
2: you know I was like you know I would see other people like that will start and stop and to me um I thought it was going to be selfish um I wanted to actually go first and have my success story and rewrite my own story, so I can actually help and save other people's lives. So um, I didn't want to give up on myself, and also I want to be a good role model for my kids too. My kids were watching me from like day one, so I didn't want to like be somebody who is gonna quit because I was having a bad day. Um, that's not the type of mom or parent I really want to like be. Um, I want to like encourage them; they can achieve any goal they have as long as I have a desire to like pursue it and. Um, Challenges are going to prepare us for a tougher days, and that's life, <laughs> it's gonna happen, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. And speaking of wonder, I saw those you know, Wonder Woman <laughs> <laughs> shots that's amazing. How long did it take to achieve that body
2: form? So, my weight loss journey started in 2013, so uh, and my bodybuilding show was in 2017 exact the same day that I graduated from pharmacy school 10 years later, wow! which is crazy. And I had no idea it was the same date. I was like, wow, I had my fitness show. I prepped for it. So pretty much since 2013, I started my weight loss journey. Of course, it didn't happen overnight. It took like long time and for me to actually you know like really step into it and owning it and trying to challenge my body like differently but i was like extremely committed when it comes to nutrition and fitness for a good 16 weeks Uh, in my company we have a challenge called isobody challenge and um i was like all in for that 16 week commitment so huge changes happened when I was like doing macro counting and like learning all this about like portion sizes and carb cycling I'm like what is all this but 16 weeks um, of hard work commitment and dedication um, I was on stage and um, yeah I chose to become a wonder woman on stage because that was actually my nickname in pharmacy school (laughs) and I was like it did not even collect to me till I was like looking for a costume, you know, like athletic gear that represents me. Um, and I was like, wow, this is it. Like I am the Wonder Woman. I do want to inspire other women to say yes to themselves. And, um, and I came home and I was so excited to post this on social media. And I see some of my classmates posting saying, I can't believe today. It's been 10 years. I'm like, wow. I ran to my diploma. I'm like, that is so true. May 27, like 10 years later, like I'm on stage for like, Fitness competition, like how crazy is that? <laughs> Completely different lifestyle, you know.
1: Yeah, totally. So, what what did you earn the other nickname, Wonder Woman, for back in pharmacy school? Was that for yeah. the
2: names? <laughs> um, I was girlfriend. I was like president of everything. I was a like, president of my class. I was president of FSHP. You know, our Florida Society of Health System pharmacist Chapter. I was president of Phi Lambda Sigma, which is our uh, leadership uh, society. So I was doing all this. Plus like being in Rokai, so my grades did not have to sacrifice, but I was like all in because this was an experience. I wasn't gonna gain back. So I didn't have family at the time. I didn't have kids. So school was it, like I put in my heart and soul like for those four years. And so I was doing everything. And that's why my fraternity, my my Delta Pi fraternity, they said like, that's your nickname. I'm like, who is Wonder Woman? I had no idea. Cause I've never watched the movie. I didn't grow up here. So I actually had to Google Wonder Woman. I'm like, okay, she's pretty. So, for again, <laughs> Is she fake or real? They're like, oh no, she's real. I'm like, okay, uh-huh. fine. Like, you know, at this point I'm like, let's go for it. So uh, yeah, I have my Jersey with the Wonder Woman on it. And who knew like 10 years later, I'm going to own that Jersey on stage in the fitness world. So um it kind of became my little thing and um it's, it's just fun you know just fun to stepping out of our comfort zone and challenging ourselves because we're capable for so much more but a lot of us don't give ourselves permission or sometimes we don't even have someone who believes in us before we believe in ourselves so i think that's so important i was very successful in my journey because i had a lot of people who had my back they had a lot you know they helped me and they coached me and I'm like, wow, I can do this. I, I got this, you know, Um, I'm not going to stop. And I'm just going to improve every day. So,
1: wow. So what the picture you're painting here is a woman who really grabs life by the horns and just takes charge and gives it her all, you
2: that's know, great.
1: and that's amazing that y- you kind of have that single minded focus. And once you have a goal, you just go all in for it. So, you know, you don't just like wishy-washy, like I'll do a little this, little that. And you're like, no, like I'm giving it a hundred percent. So that's really, really amazing that you were able to accomplish all the things that you set your mind to do.
2: Yeah. And the mindset is a huge um, part of my life journey transformation as well, because we can do so much, but if our mindset is not there, our belief is not there, we're going to fail. So, and that's something I've invested a lot of money and training in personal development, whether it's listening to podcasts or reading books, just surrounding myself, going to events, just a personal development piece. It's huge, huge. I wish we'll learn a lot of this while we're in pharmacy school because it does take, it's a whole different world out there and we don't talk about that in pharmacy school you know a lot of pharmacists even graduate school and they feel weird talking to their technicians i'm mm-hmm. like you are there they're looking out to you you have to speak up but they don't feel comfortable um and so it comes a lot of those like challenging times we just learn how to deal with it um and it kind of gives you like a little belief that you can't achieve anything you want to do so yeah, personal development has been like a huge aspect of my entrepreneurship world. And just building that belief that if I can do it, like you can do, I'm not special. I'm not, you know, gifted or in any way. I've never been an athlete, for example, but here I am like doing that and you can too. So.
1: Yeah. And that's so relatable too, because we're all human and we're all like living this human existence and we're realizing that we're not perfect, but some of us are gifted in certain things, but overall, like we can use our mind and the power of mental, uh, engagement and mindset and personal development, like you were saying, and actually engage in our life and be the masters of our destiny.
2: Absolutely. We are the one holding the pen as you're writing your story. I'm not, you are. So be the person who wants to write their future, I'm actually a huge believer in writing affirmations, things that haven't happened to me yet, but I know it's gonna happen. So things like that, like for example, retiring when I turn 40, I'm turning 40 this year. So that's one of the things I've been telling myself, I am going to retire when I'm 40. Not saying to retire completely not work, that's not it, but have my own Journey and rewrite my story when I'm turning forty. You know what I mean. So um, be the person who's holding the pen as you're writing your story, and feel free to keep rewriting it because that's when you know you're growing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And so, to the note of personal development, uh, you said, "What would you say was the number one, you know, big shift that allowed you to lose weight and keep it off?" and know participate in the wonder woman muscle building competition and just become the woman who you are today
2: as um as i was growing up i always had that comparison and body image um, comparison going on Um, especially you know growing up at home like in back in Armenia, like our culture is a completely different and there's a lot of this comparison that we're kind of built up like you always have to be like this way we're kind of getting brainwashed as we're like little young girls and you know we grow up thinking like you have to like be size whatever have kids when you're 18 or whatever like all those things like traditionally come into our minds. so i always like had that comparison mode and that's why i let myself go because i was actually getting depressed and in like inside of me of not knowing that i am worthy it is okay to be like a certain way you know what i mean that makes me unique so the minute i let that feeling go and i kind of started embracing my imperfections and stopped comparing myself to other women i knew i can achieve so much more in my life and i wanted myself to be my own competition so am i better today than i was yesterday if the answer is yes then I have had a successful day. If I'm not doing something that's putting me a step forward to my goals, then I'm not doing my job. Then I need to reevaluate my life. Like, is this the right time to pursue this journey? If this goal achievement, um, and that's okay. If you have to like postpone certain goals, but knowing that whatever actions you're taking today puts you to the next level, and stop comparing yourself to other people because you don't know the you know their life story. You don't know the journey they're gone through, um, and sometimes it's easier to judge from outside seeing somebody because the physical transformation is the first thing you catch Uh, a lot of times people don't understand the mental and emotional transformation we go through as we're going through this journey so i would say anybody out there like stop comparing yourself to other people you are amazing and the way you're meant to be is the way you're meant to be because you have your own story to inspire other people and nobody can take that away from you
1: Wow. I love that so much. And I so resonate with it because I am, you know, my own worst critic and I see my own flaws maybe when other people don't see them. So it's all in the eye of the beholder. And like you were saying, you don't know because you can't walk a mile in someone else's shoes. So even if you know, you see some things from the outside, you don't know how it feels like Mm -hmm. to embody them and live their life in their shoes so uh i completely agree with the you know only comparing yourself to yourself and your previous prior versions and then just like
2: shedding your old skin
1: every day and evolving and growing and just measuring your growth by your own standards
2: yep absolutely and you're not alone there's so many other people like women especially because we're naturally caregivers you know we want to do it all (laughs) yeah we want to operate 100 percent at all times and sometimes we feel guilty also investing in ourselves and um that might be a cultural thing you know our cultures are very similar too Um, but yeah actually a lot of people were giving me hard time that i was actually spending like let's say an hour in the gym to transform my body because they didn't understand that they're like well you know, how is your husband going to think about your transformation? How are your kids going to see you being on stage? Um, are you spending enough time with your family? So there's a there's always going to be people who are going to be judging you. There's always going to be people who are going to try to put you down so you can give up on your own dreams. But don't let that noise get into your head because if I did that, I would not have been where I am today. Um, yeah, I even had some of my very close friends saying, like, whatever you're doing is inappropriate. It's not a mom-like thing to do. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Yeah,
1: I I agree with that. I think that it's actually what you were saying before. Whoever is actually saying these opinions out loud or being judgmental, even inside and not saying anything, that's more of a, a reflection on them and their own limiting beliefs. You know um, maybe they think that they would never be able to do that and so now they want to try to push somebody else's dream down because it makes them feel better if nobody achieves something so it's kind of like a reflection of uh, us as a society you know instead of being supporting we try to kind of level so nobody rises Um, and then like the negative self-talk that each of us has and it's just a reflection of our opinions or judgments about others but we're really judging ourselves when we say those things
2: yeah and you know just the mental you know awareness and belief like you know if you are living your life like that your body is extremely stressed out Mm -hmm. and we know stress is a silent killer you know what I mean? And a lot of people turn into like non-healthy ways to manage their stress. Some turn into alcohol, some turn into drugs, some turn into smoking or just whatever makes them feel like they're going to accomplish that. Some just live off of like caffeine to like keep them going because it gives them energy. So they're not like, so like tired all the time and it damages our bodies, you know? And, you know, as a, a functional medicine practitioner, like stress management is probably one of my top things i talk to my clients because we all have stress whether it's good stress or bad stress we all do it's how you're dealing with that how are you managing it because you just have to be in control of that versus let life just happen to you like life doesn't just happen to you you're in control of that so kind of reevaluating your beliefs too just to kind of like make it more like easy on yourself you know give yourself a break if you need to take a break go for it but don't just like Give up and that's it. This is what it's meant to be happening to me. I'm just gonna settle for being like you know, uncomfortably comfortable, living my life like that my whole time. So that is definitely you know, as a pharmacist, you know how as a functional medicine pharmacist too, like you know how important it is to like, and we cannot talk enough about that to anybody.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, stress, and I think a big part of stress also is uh, we feel like we're not in control. Like you mentioned that word. So it's kind of like, yes, some events are really out of our control. For example, the natural environment that we live in, or even the, you know, Corona outbreak that happened, it's turned into a pandemic. So parts of it are definitely out of our control, you know, and we're trying to mitigate that with quarantine and social distancing. But see, those are the things that we can control. We can control our response to it as Mm -hmm. a nation and as an individual responsibility to try to seek the answers and to keep our own bodies healthy by educating ourselves on prevention and strengthening our immune system, for instance, and limiting the spread of the disease by wearing masks and trying not to go out. So those are all things that we can control, even though we can we didn't, you know, control yeah. the outbreak, we can certainly contain it and make sure it doesn't get worse. Absolutely. And start to pass.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like you just said it beautifully. And yes, you know, I read it somewhere like people, whatever happens to us, you know, 80% of it is how we react to it. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm a huge Tony Robbins um, fan. And I was actually supposed to go to his events and walk on fire and do this whole thing. And our event got canceled because of coronavirus. So But I was, you know, by listening to him and, you know, being like part of his like journey, you know, evolving, like reading his books and stuff, like I learned to always ask myself, like, what's the best, you know, kid that came out of this situation. So, you know, a lot of us, for example, I use Corona as an example, you know, we're all homeschooling, but the best thing that happened to us, because now I'm more present with my kids. And that's something I've been missing out on. Like my son is turning 10 and For literally, for like almost 10 years, I've always been a working mom, seeing my kids like two hours a day. And now I have the luxury of, you know, able to like work from home, do my own thing, and be more present. So we went from seeing each other for two hours a day to like we're together as a family for 24 hours a day. <laughs> a huge shift and you know, it is a blessing. It's the silver lining of, um, you know, there's always something positive that can happen in any situation. Just We just have to train our minds to ask that question. You know, what's the best thing that happened to me in this moment?
1: Yeah, I love that. I also have my own little way of dealing with problems. So, it,
2: sure. you know, I try to,
1: say, okay, is there a solution to this problem? If yes, then I go and I do it and try to implement it, solve the problem. If no, okay, I imagine what is the worst possible outcome? Like what's the worst that can happen as a result of this problem? And then once I figure that out, I'm like, okay, well, even if that happens, like, is that the end of the world? Can I move past it? You know, um, can I live with it? And usually, yeah, you can, even if it's like a worst case scenario, you can still move past it. And then you just think of ways of like how you can mitigate, you know, the consequences so they're not as bad, but you realize like you will survive, you will persevere, you will get through this. And, you know, you just have to approach it without panicking and just listening to your uh, mind and heart together and try to figure it out, but also try to just come to peace with it at the end and um, just either solve it or live with it.
2: Yep. Yep. Amen to that, for sure. <laughs> I love that. I mean, seriously, like, what's the worst that can happen, you know? Um, I literally just experienced exactly what you just said. Uh, my first marathon ever <laughs> that I've been training so hard for was on March 8th this year in 20, uh, 2020. And I chose that <laughs> date. Yeah, exactly. I chose that day because it's such a huge, significant day for me. It's International Women's Day. I said, if I'm going to do something big like this going from like not able to run and walk one mile and to actually cross the finish line, 26.2 miles. Like I'm going to do a day that will be very meaningful to me. So I chose this race and Corona was happening in March
0: wow. and
2: we were hearing all its rumors. What if it's going to get canceled? What are we going to do? And all of a sudden I said, honestly, even if it does get officially canceled, I'm still going to wake up and run around and accomplish my goal without just letting the world control me so we can all still run and do our goals um but there will be other people who are going to be like oh it's canceled it's the end of the world and they're going to be depressed about it Uh, but thank god it didn't get canceled but right after that race everything got canceled so i'm kind of grateful that it didn't get canceled and my kids got to see me cross the finish line um just such a great like opportunity to push myself to the next level um so yeah thank you for like thank god for not being canceled and they're they're telling us run six feet apart i'm like yeah really like there's twenty two thousand people here six feet apart that's not gonna happen but again (laughs) we're just being careful you know washing our hands and we're just being like taking precautions but we didn't want to like panic like you were saying you know what i mean we wanted to have a better control of like this is what we're dealing with we're gonna go through this, and we're gonna be smart about doing that without causing more like damage.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that. All right, so I also wanted to go back to what you said about pharmacy school and pharmacists not being, um, you know, very comfortable communicating or um, you know, spreading their truth or telling even technicians certain things and i just want to bring up in my pharmacy school we actually had a core class called speech public speaking so oh. so they actually you know had us like go through the training of like how to listen well you know so we can listen well to our patients and clients and also how to speak effectively and we had to do all this presentation and inner work, but I definitely agree that there should be more yeah. personal development and inner work in pharmacy school to teach us how to be leaders, because not everybody was mm-hmm. like you, seeking leadership positions and knowing like exactly what they want. Some people are very just, you know, um, book smart so to speak So they would be really good students but they uh would be fearful of any kind of like public speaking or leadership
2: positions wow that's actually great you guys have that um i wish that should be a standard in every (laughs) school to even put that idea in because a lot of times again like we're trained to be book smart just to kind of get through and pass our exams um, but then, how do you apply that knowledge' is completely different in you know real life. You know what I mean so now when i 'm actually precepting my students like I probably spend probably like ninety percent of the time teaching them about those social skills talking uh, talking to them about how to deal with conflict, how to talk to a physician that's not agreeing with you, um how to be a team player in different situations. I spend more time teaching that those skills versus teaching them like you know, beta blockers work this way, that is, they can go read it in the book, but yeah. the real life they will not. So some people think like, Oh, that that's a weird way of precepting. But honestly, like that works, that worked for me. And I wish I had more of that when I was going through school, even through residency as well. You know, we had amazing training at a top notch hospital, but again, those are skills you learn as you're not only working, but also, being stuck in a situation where you kind of have to figure it out and sometimes trying to figure it out may not work in your best benefits you know what i mean yeah um, absolutely. Yeah, but that's uh, great you guys have that <laughs> <laughs> i
1: also love that now all pharmacists can graduate with a PharmD, d and they have that you know whole year of rotations and different experiences that they could go into the workplace and actually get, um, you know, both trained and just seeing what uh, settings there are available to practice. So I think that's, you know, one of the things that they could figure out what they want to specialize in. And I wish they also, I mean, we also had introductory practice experiences, Mm -hmm. but I wish, you know, on every stage of the pharmacy uh, game, you know, education basically we had like okay this is how it applies in this setting this is how it applies to this setting so like we start to finally figure out what do i want to specialize in what should i focus on um and how this applies to a practice setting so that we're kind of more aware of where to head after we graduate
2: yeah well let's do it you're in east coast i'm in west coast let's do it girlfriend like your passion for our like profession is like contagious like i love hearing your passion and your voice and the future goals that you have because not a lot of people do that. Yeah. Um,
1: so, um, yeah. <laughs> so what is, um, on that note, what is your advice to other pharmacy students or pharmacists that are seeking to change something about the, where their profession is going?
2: You know what? I always tell people, be a leader, you don't have to be a president of organization to be a leader. You can be a leader in your own household. You can be a leader in your own workplace, but give yourself permission to say like, I'm going to be better at decision-making. I'm going to be better at feeling comfortable to say no to certain things versus having pressure saying yes and committing to a million projects mm-hmm. and not doing well because I was like overwhelmed. So leadership has so many different like levels of uh, meanings. So find what leadership means to you, and also if you do need help, seek out to people who've gone before you. Invest in coaching. Honestly, like if I had a coach, like when even I was going through like residency or pharmacy school, like I would have been less burned out. Okay, even the first few years of my career, like a staffing, you know, being in management, like. We all need a coach. I wish we had that opportunity. People talk about it, you know. I think now where more people are talking about it, but you know, when I graduated 13 years ago, like nobody talked about like health coach or just coaching in general or personal development. Like that's not that was not a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more younger generations are actually thinking about it and looking into that because it's having a whole new level of awareness. Um, so I would say like definitely invest in some training there's a lot of free podcasts out there too i'm a huge believer in podcasts if anybody reached out to me i'll let you know what podcasts i listen to, mm-hmm. to like feed my brain <laughs> and my belief um, but also just knowing that it is okay to fail you don't have to be perfect and whatever you're doing today is gonna like teach you a lesson so you can actually be better next time so look at every opportunity even failure just fail forward because trust me you're meant for so much more
1: Yeah, I love that idea. And like you mentioned before, you were lucky that you had a support system and that supported your decisions, even though there were a few negative comments here and there, mostly you felt supported and you trusted yourself to complete the goals because of your support system. And a coach does exactly that. They will be your cheerleader. They will help you prioritize where to spend your time so you can get maximum results and maximum benefit um so you could put your effort into proper kind of you know
2: goals and ventures yeah and get the most out of them absolutely and a lot of times we think of like oh my god i'm gonna invest x amount of money because we still don't understand the value in it yeah and it comes down to like do, is this a value is this going to add any sort of value to your life if the answer is yes can just go for it and figure out how to like pay for that bill later. <laughs> I'm one of those people who I say yes to certain things and then I figure out the how as I'm going through it because you will find a way. Learning how to be resourceful is probably like another like way of like um, getting what you want to get done like just trade services. A lot of people don't talk about that too but There was actually, um, as I'm like, for example, building my website, like looking for a graphic designer. Well, I don't want to invest a couple of hundred dollars for that. So I can always like look out for someone who wants to trade services. I can give them free consultation. If they helped me to design my website, why wouldn't I do that? Did I spend any money? No, other than my time. But again, there's a ways. There's always a way if there is a will. So, um, like there's payment plans. Yeah. Just ask the question. Yeah, absolutely. Just, you just have to ask. If you're not asking enough questions, it means you don't want it bad enough. Like you just don't, it's not, you have not really made a decision because a lot of us will live in this world of like, I want this, I should this, I wish this versus like, I am owning this. I am going to do it and I will figure out the how.
1: Right. Yeah. I love that. So tell us a little bit about how you're able to slowly build up your business over these past years. And, you know, you you said that it was from a friend that kind of introduced you to some really healthy uh, ways of living and then how that inspired you to create your own business and also what your plan is to finally retire and just focus on your business.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So everything started again i'm going to go back to the simple thing making a decision i made a decision to change my life then i looked around who can help me and a good friend of mine dr sadie she saved my life i partnered myself with a health and wellness company that specializes specifically in holistic health and wellness and fitness support and entrepreneurial skills if you want to learn more about those but also on personal development that i was telling you about So I was slowly transforming my life as I was gaining a community support, gaining entrepreneurship skills, gaining knowledge about herbal and holistic health, which I had no idea about. We didn't have a class about that. Maybe like one hour of OTC class and that's it. I didn't know what ashwagandha is, how it can heal your body. I didn't know anything about adaptogens, but now I do. So those are things that I really wanted to like learn as I was like transforming my life because I'm like, wait a minute, I feel amazing. I'm losing all this like body fat. Like how is this possible? What's the science behind it? So the little geek inside me always like question again, like how is this making sense? How is that happening? Um, so I always like did all that. And then I realized like, I got to do more. Now I have to like really help more people to see what I've done. And I casually started sharing this opportunity with a lot of people. (laughs) And next thing I know, I'm earning a lot of income, residual income, which again, I didn't know anything about, which helped me to pay off my student loans, which was my first goal to do just be a student debt free because it's, it's a huge burden on all of us. Um, so that happened and all the extra income was like, let's upgrade our vacations when we could travel. Um, So putting that money, additional income, again, to investing in my own business as well. But also I stepped into the entire functional medicine platform and I made a decision. Again, it always goes back to making a decision. I made a decision that I want to be a health and wellness entrepreneur, help people change their lives physically and financially, and work in my own terms. So I wanted to be a full-time present mom. A wife but also someone who is making an impact on other people's lives so not just going to work and coming home but I want to build those relationships long term so I made a decision to invest money again it goes back to investing in yourself Um, and I hired a uh, business coach I'm in a mastermind and I'm launching officially my online functional medicine practice um, in 10 days or so, <laughs> give or take, <laughs> Mother's Day weekend, because that was the same day I said yes to myself like five years ago. So on May 11, I'm officially going to be um, more public and owning my decision to help more people and make an impact on this world and helping more people to rewrite their story and to become the best version of themselves because that that fires me up. Like that just gives me joy.
1: I love that. So
2: this episode will probably
1: be released after that date. So you'll be live and I'll put all the links to your site. in That would be awesome. What will be the name of the
2: company? Well, it is just, it's my name. It's Dr. Christine Manukian. Uh, My official business name is um, Build Empire and Change Health. It has a little bit of a meaning behind it. Um, I haven't shared this with a lot of people, but now that you asked. i was um, transforming my life again when i was 35 and um and that's when i made a decision to change my life after hearing my doctor tell me i'm gonna have a heart attack if i don't do something about it so at age 35 i was actually um, made the decision to change my life and we were actually in bahamas i was feeling amazing for my first time in my life, I didn't have to hide behind like layers of clothing. I wore a bikini for the first time in my entire adult life. I was just feeling free. I was just feeling myself. I was feeling amazing. I don't know how to describe it. It was just this feeling like, wow, this is what it means to feel great and owning it. And I was walking on the beach with my husband. I said, babe, I want to live like a beach life, like people are all like always on vacation, they're relaxed, they're free, they're doing things that they love, they're spending time with their family, they can afford traveling. So the beach was kind of like, starting point. And that's when I used each letter of the beach to say what I meant for be doing. So oh. bee, build empire and change health. And that's exactly what I do. I help people to build empire by learning, teaching them how to earn a residual income and I'm changing their health with a functional medicine and a, just changing their lifestyles. So um, that's the official name of my corporation. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on the website, I'm gonna be known as drchristinemannukian.com uh, when it's all life, which y'all can have access to um, after this episode airs. So.
1: Yeah, I love that. It's like life is a beach. I can totally see it. And, you know, when you were describing that feeling of feeling good, I just got goosebumps. So I think, you know, yeah, you were really stepping into your power there. And also, I think I mentioned to you right before the call, your last name to me sounds like Manuka Honey. So it's like, you know, healing everything and that healer energy and vibe. So that's awesome. Um, So I want to thank you for being on this podcast with us and sharing your wisdom and your journey. And if you have just a couple of more minutes, I have some rapid fire questions for us.
2: Yeah, let's do it. Thank you. So
1: what's the number one thing that people can start doing right now to improve their quality of life?
2: Number one thing, I would say have a schedule because especially nowadays like our life has changed so much just find us, take some time to write down the schedule what works for you what time do you wake up what time do you feed the kids what time do you take like 30 minutes to move your body what time do you spend um cooking just have a schedule so it kind of becomes your new norm and finding a routine that works for you and it's okay to tweak here and there but just kind of writing it down of what you need to do or accomplish every day, like more on on a piece of paper that you can have it in your like bathroom mirror, it doesn't matter, anywhere that you can see it, on your fridge, it doesn't matter, but kind of like taking time to actually sit down and say, what's important for me to accomplish today? And how is my day going to like be laid out? Don't let life just happen to you, but actually own it. And, um, and if it's not scheduled, it's not gonna happen. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's
1: why I use my phone calendar now. I, I, I don't know, I've never been into like planners or writing it down. But um, I, you know, somehow started using my phone. And now it's like, if I don't put it in to the schedule, it does not happen. So I have to put it in. You know, like, let's say having an interview with you is scheduled, I put it in but if i wanted to go and meditate for 15 minutes or work you know exercise or workout for an hour i have to put it in otherwise it's not gonna happen that day happen. i'll be yeah. like hey, i have to do something else now i have to clean the house i have to do that
2: oh yeah there's so much going on there's so much i can do like right now <laughs> i'm telling the kids we have to do um zumba right before the podcast because just something to do about it like, moving my body um it kind of gives me like a, this higher energy um so i said i don't care like we're gonna do our 30 minute like strong by zumba workout and then i'm gonna get ready for the podcast (laughs) so kind of like i had to schedule it in you know what i mean but oh my dishes are still dirty (laughs) i still haven't put away the laundry that i did last night but that's okay because this was again on my calendar to accomplish and this is more priority than putting the laundry away so (laughs) we always find ways to
1: fill up our time so you have to prioritize and put it in as a priority and otherwise it just gets lost absolutely so that's such a great advice all right question number two what is your favorite hobby or pastime
2: ooh hobby I love like dancing I'm a horrible dancer (laughs) I don't have a good choreography, but just dancing and moving my body like really gives me this joy. And um, talking about decision-making, I literally committed over the weekend to become a Strong by Zumba instructor. God, awesome. It's, <laughs> it's crazy, crazy because I woman happening. Yeah, and, and I'm like, okay, what else can I do that I haven't done? You know, I've done bodybuilding, I've done marathon training, like what else can I do? And I love dancing, so, and again, I'm not a really good dancer. Like, I, will, I always tell myself I have, like, two left feet. I always trip on myself. <laughs> I make fun of, like, how I'm doing things. But that's fine. It's fun. Um, and I, I realize that the kids actually like to do that with me, too. So it's not so intense um, than a traditional, like, a classroom when you're learning how to dance yeah um, so yeah i'm actually gonna pursue that and become a zumba instructor but strong by zumba because it's a little bit different so it's less dancing but more athletic performance yeah. mm-hmm. so i'm like okay that's perfect because i'm not an excellent dancer and you probably don't want to be my class just in traditional zumba you'd be like what the heck she can't even dance <laughs> but i can do you know lunges and kicking and kickboxing like i can use that athletic part of it so um i love
1: yeah. that so watch yeah. out <laughs> i love dancing
2: too yes. <laughs> yes. virtual so that's on, i'm not committing to like teaching in actual gyms or classes i don't believe in that yeah uh, it's gonna be all like virtual or even just um going to a park and inviting people local mm-hmm. bust the music on just move our body. so yeah and it's free it's you're in a public you know space yeah. who cares somebody's watching you they'll probably come and join us because we're having so much fun <laughs>
1: yeah I love that social energy and dancing too which is why i actually prefer classes or like beach yoga or whatever park um anything but right now you know with the whole quarantine stuff it's actually t- turning out to be okay to do the online thing so i've been oh. taking some online classes myself and it's just like a way to get into your body. And like, obviously like exercise always makes you feel de-stressed, so it's a great stress relief also.
2: Yeah, and I commend you for doing that because you found a way to fulfill what makes you happy. You know what yeah. I mean? So versus just said, oh, well, I cannot go here and there. Well, you figure it out how to make it happen. Yeah. So, and I wish a lot of people will actually give themselves permission to figure it out. And you did. So, and now you're liking it. So who knew, right?
1: I like it. And my son, he's only two, but he's like following along too, you know, like sometimes he's like on top of me, but a lot of times he like, you know, listens to the music and tries to follow. So it's really fun.
2: Yeah. And that's definitely building a different level of relationship with your son. Like, you know, being more present and connecting in a different way so that is that's so much fun i can't wait you have to put that on like a video or something i want to see it
1: <laughs> I will, I will. you definitely won't be looking at me you'll just be looking at my son
2: <laughs> okay you said it <laughs> they're yeah, always the star
1: i'll put something together for sure um last question what is your favorite beverage to drink
2: Ooh, i love wine I'm a huge water drinker but you know when you talk about beverage I just love wine Um, and I actually love like just white sweet wine it's Mm. more like a dessert wine Um, Moscato is my favorite wine so I just like to like sip on it because I'm I do have a sweet too that loves sweet stuff (laughs) Um, and wine just kind of like gives me that a relaxing thing so I don't know it was just something unique about wine and me drinking it <laughs>
1: yeah it has like a very complex flavor profile so I I've actually been on a red wine kick myself but you know just like a few sips here and there you know um, once or twice a week maybe less but um, sometimes it's like when you need to sh- also decompress from work like right now I'm like an essential worker going to work you know, once a week after work, it's just like nice to sip on some wine.
2: You want to hear some fun facts? Sure. I've made my own wine.
1: Oh, fermenting. During residency,
2: <laughs> my uh, my director of pharmacy during my residency at Ohio State, he was actually a professional sommelier. I don't know if I probably said it correctly or not, but he's a wine expert. For he probably been doing the wine industry for. 30 years, maybe pharmacy 20 years. I don't know. Like I'm just throwing the numbers, but it was like literally hand to hand. And so we, during residency, we learned so much about wine and how to drink it, how to sip it, how to smell. And I was like, wow, this is like a whole new, like yeah. level of art. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful for having him as my, you know, preceptor, as my director of pharmacy to teach me those skills, because again, I took the time to learn um, versus just drinking it. So I learned a lot about wine and our graduating class. Um, we decided to actually make our own wine. So we went to the factory in Columbus, Ohio. We um, did the whole thing. We did the labeling. We came up with our own design. Wow. Um, I still have it in my, uh, we haven't opened it. I probably will not. <laughs> it's probably going to taste horrible. Yeah. But the fact that we actually did the whole thing from like getting it, you know putting everything like hands on so i'm kind of like now that we're talking about it
1: is it true you have to stomp on it with your oh we did
2: all that it was so much fun yeah it took us a good maybe like four or five months project because it takes time like each stage took time and there was this whole fermentation part like we had to go back to the facility again so everything took time like just even learning how to like design a logo that's gonna stick to the bottle it won't smear i'm like what is all this what does it have to do with pharmacy but you know what it taught, it taught us skills of like again being patient And even though we don't know how it's going to turn out, but we already visioned ourselves having our own Mm -hmm. wine bottle in our hands. So it kind of made it more real. We had a goal we had to accomplish and we kind of figure out how. Um, I think some of my classmates, my residency classmates, they have opened it because they were just impatient to try it out. But I don't think I'm going to open it. It's just sitting there. (laughs) Um, It's kind of fun. um, Maybe for a very
1: special occasion. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) After the maybe (laughs) I know, right? party party right Um, yeah and it also teaches you to plan ahead like you said Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stages um so that's wonderful as an herbalist um you know fermenting things and fermenting different herbs not just grapes you can use other berries you know or plants and actually make them into a sort of wine like mulberry or raspberry or blueberry or any kind of interesting Interesting. flavors and make that's
2: that makes sense because some of them have like a peach flavor to it they have like different like kicks to it so that makes sense now that you're saying that, i'm like that's true
1: (laughs) the wine is typically from grapes but you can make other interesting fermented berry drinks (laughs) cool um All right, so lastly, can you please just tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you, how they can learn more about your work, and how to find you on social media?
2: So I am going to be on the website com, and you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Manukin. On Instagram, I'm Dr. christine.manukin I know it's very exciting way of like <laughs> customizing it. <laughs> it's just my name. And Facebook is just Christine Manukin. Um, And feel free to reach out. Uh, my email is christine.mannukin at icloud.com. So um, social media is probably the best way to get hold of me. I'm horrible at teaching emails. Unless I know I'm expecting someone's email, then I'll check it. Um, and yeah, I, I try not to invest too much time, like checking emails. I don't find a resourceful way of spending my time.
1: But <laughs> so the best ways to, uh, direct message you on uh, Instagram or Facebook? Yeah.
2: Instagram or Facebook would probably be the best way to get a hold of me.
1: Okay. Awesome. So again, I'll have all those links for us in the show notes. And again, thank you so much, Dr. Christine Manukian. It was a pleasure.
2: Thank you. This was so much fun. Thanks again.
1: You're welcome. Have a good day or night. You too.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: As always, please send any questions, inquiries, requests to me. My email is marina at rawfork.com or just go on my website, rawfork.com. Leave me a note there. Thank you and have a great week ahead.